feel like I'm prosperous. I'm blessed. I'm successful. I'm sought after. I'm favored. I talk like this all the time. Everyone wants to do business with me. I am a magnet. Everything I touch expands and succeeds and grows. When you talk like that to yourself, anytime you walk into a room, you're going to see things differently. And then it's just having the courage to take the next step. Welcome to the Grant Y Show. This podcast helps ordinary real estate agents build extraordinary companies. Let's grow in three, two. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Grant Y Show. I am very excited about our guest today. I've got Amy Wienens, who is the founder and CEO of the Amy Wienens Real Estate Group. They have consistently been the number one real estate team in the state not the city, not the county, the state of Iowa. And Amy is a force. I absolutely love her to death. And I'm excited that you're going to get to hear some of her wisdom here today. So Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Grant. I'm honored to be here. It'll be great. Love it. Well, this entire show is helping ordinary real estate agents build extraordinary businesses. And I would love to hear your story. Take us back to the beginning. You were the number one team in the state. I'm sure there were times where maybe that was the goal. And then I'm sure also once you get it, it's not easy to keep it. But give us the story. How did you get to where you are today? Okay. So I started out Evan in real estate almost 30 years, right? So I started right after college and literally I started out knocking on doors. And because I had just completed college, I had been working at Cook County Jail in Chicago, teaching employability skills to inmates that were never going to see the light of day. I'm like, ooh, this does not look like a good career wow. path, right? Although I enjoyed my experience there, I wasn't staying. So I decided I needed to sell something. And what would sell? I didn't want to be a car salesperson. I didn't want to sell insurance or anything like that. I wanted something that would sell itself. And I thought houses would sell themselves. People would be excited to see you. They're getting their first house. They're having kids. So I quickly got into it. And my dad, I called him. I said, hey, I want to move back. He's like, okay, we just paid for you to have this private education. You better succeed. And he didn't really think I was going to, I could tell. But he packed my car up with files and basically said, go to town. You're going to knock on like 50 doors a day. So the real estate company I went to work for just handed me a phone book and said, well, here's your lead sources. And I'm like, that was complete overwhelm. And I've always been a person, you got to figure out what, where you're good at, right? I've always been a person that if I can get in front of you, I do so much better than on the phone. Some people are different than that, but that's always my game. So I started knocking on doors. I knocked on 50 doors a day, come rain, come shine, snow, no matter what, I was out there. And I can still tell you that I reap the benefits of that today. 30 years later in my community, people still know, and I would walk around with apples. They're fresh, polished apples with a sticker on it that said, I'm fresh in the business. Hire me and start packing. <laughs> Everywhere I went. It was so cheesy. But even 30 years later, we walked into an event my daughter was playing piano at last weekend. And this lady's sitting in there. She says, hey, do you remember you sold my house? Like, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago. And I said, uh, I do. And she goes, yeah, you walked into my house with a big basket of apples for your open house and said, I'm selling this house. I got rookie of the year my first year. I had very ground basic type deal. I always knocked on doors. That was just my commitment. And I did open houses every week. And then every Sunday, I would go to my office. I'd get a box of cereal. I'd sit at my desk and I would make phone calls. And I did it every single week. And I was just super consistent. I hated it. I hated almost every minute of it, right? But I did it. And I found great success with it. I didn't enjoy it. It was a process. My friends were out having fun. But today I get to do different things that they might not be doing 
because mm-hmm. I put the hard work in, right? And so I think that that kind of put me on a path. So I got on a treadmill, was selling like 120, 130 homes a year on my with a, an assistant and a buyer's agent. And we were just, it became a transaction treadmill where I could only go so far. And one day I got a phone call from Matt Wagner and he said, Amy, I could get you so much more business. And I said, Matt, I actually don't need more business. I need a life. And literally he hooked me up with my first real estate coach, Amanda Howard. Within three weeks, I switched over to Boomtown. I had a vendor program and I started to create a team. I started to get buyer's agents and I still handled all the listings and it launched from there. But it first became, it was just me and an assistant and we could do a lot. We did a lot of damage as me and an assistant. That's incredible. I would imagine that there were many times, because you even said this, I hated it. I didn't want to do it. I would imagine there were so many times you're like, I'm ready to quit. I don't think that I want to keep doing this. This is awful. I don't like it. And I know that there are so many real estate agents in the market today that that is their exact mindset. The market's been crazy for a year. It's not been a fun experience if you've been in the real estate space for the last 12 months. And there's a lot of people right now that are probably thinking like, I hate this. I don't want to keep doing this. This is not fun. What was it for you in those times that you were just like, I got to keep going. I got to get to this place. I got to do this. Why did you keep doing it if you hated it? Grant, because I was always in a race against myself to be better and to do more. And I'm proud to say this, although last year was an adjustment for me. This is my 30th year. And for the first 28 years of my life, I never went backwards. Not one year. I always made progress, right? I always sold more real estate through 2008, through 2009. didn't matter. I always did better. And last year I'm like, Whoa, right. It's different because it wasn't just me. I'm running a team now. It wasn't just if I'm going to work hard, it's like we're dealing with uncontrollables, right? Last year was the first year I've ever gone backwards and I don't like that position. And so I'm always a person that wants to go forward but I did this. I used to see, I would look at people that were did really, really well in this business. And instead of shooting like pot shots at them, instead of being negative about them because they're killing it, I started to celebrate those people. So I'd see them do something great. I'd send them a gift card. I'd see them do something great. I'd send them flowers. I'd send them balloons. I'd do something to recognize their accomplishment. I'd call them. Hey, you had a fantastic year. This is my competition, right? I'm like, you had a great year. But I so believe in the principle that if you want to go somewhere, you're going to have to celebrate people that are ahead of you. And so I made a switch to Remax about, uh, I think it was about 13 years into my career. And I had been killing it in my other location, in my other company. And I got there and I was like, oh, these guys are really killing it. I was standing still. You rise to the level of competition that you're around. You rise to the level of talent. That's why it's so important to get around good talent because your skill level rises and falls on it. It feeds on the energy, the synergism. So I've always surrounded myself with people that did a lot because I had a vision. And I think a vision is a big part of it. Like I always want to see my signs everywhere. Like I had a vision of making big impact in my community. And not that it would just be my signs, but I know that the more money I can make, the more impactful I could be, the more lives we could change the more parts of stories that we could be. So that was a real driver for me. So even when I thought things sucked and even when I didn't want to do something, it wasn't in me to just hang it up. And did I feel like hanging it up? Many days. This last year, I felt like hanging it up many days. Like, I think if you're in a situation and you're grinding, it's kind of like John always says, you got to just bet on yourself and just go for it, right? 
but like this year, I really hopped back into my business again. And not that I had removed myself completely. I had not. But as a team leader, I had kind of gotten a little distance between myself and the client. And here's the reality of it. I love people and I love the client. So this past year, I'm like, I'm getting fully engaged again. So I've done that. My team has needed me to ride alongside of them because it's been a weird market. I mean, our environment, our market's probably down 30, 35% this year, which again, like I just need to be in the trenches with them doing the things that they're doing and not expecting them to do things that I'm not willing to do. I mean, I went back to door knocking this year. I'm like, let's go. I'll teach you how to do it. Not everybody's willing to do that kind of stuff. When you get to a place where you mentioned John, so she's talking about John Black, which is somebody that we both mutually work with. Black talks about the ivory tower. I'm not saying that's what you did, but like when you get to a place where you're displaced from the work, where you become a team leader. So most of your time was spent working with other agents, not necessarily the consumer. It's not easy to jump back into the business and start doing those types of things. But it sounds like you were like, I've got to model this. Maybe you can explain that to us, but it's, I've got to show people what they've got to do in this market. Cause this is a market. Maybe my team's never seen before. If you've been in real estate for three years, like you got shook this year. If you've been in five, if you've been in 10, some people have been in the business almost what, 12, 13 years. Yeah. You only ever thought that it was phenomenal. And a lot of people got punched in the mouth this year. Like walk us through what it's like to step back into the organization. And I remember calls after call after call, like, yep, I'm knocking doors again. I'm doing the things that got me to this place initially. And just like what went into that decision? So mindset was if I've got to control the controllables, right? We've got all this stuff that feels out of control. We can't control what the market's doing. We can't control that, but I can control my level of activity. Like that's the one thing that I can go full throttle on. And I would say to my team, yeah, go knock on doors. It's great. It's great. It's go knock on doors, go knock on doors. And they would look at me like, okay. And they wouldn't have good success with it. So I literally went out this year. I'm like, let's go. I'll go out there with you. I'll knock on doors with you. They just needed to listen to me. How do I talk to people? What do I ask them about? What do I say to them? Part of it was a training. Like, I'm not too good to go knock on a door. I'm not a hot shot that I can't go knock on a door. I'm happy to do it, right? When your team sees you doing that, it causes them to rise. In my opinion, they see you doing the hard stuff. This could be a lonely game right now. A lot of grinding and it could feel lonely, but they didn't feel alone. And so I can't stand up there and tell them to knock on a door, go knock on a door, go do this and not do it myself. And so I actually, it's a lot easier knocking on doors 30 years later because in my market, I've done a lot of transactions in this market. I have had a lot of contact with a lot of people. So a lot of people are like, what are you doing out here? Come into my home. I had fun with that. And that was a narrative I was happy to put on the street. I'm out knocking on doors. People can't believe it. Clients can't believe it. They're like, why are you doing this? I said, well, we're looking to create business. People are still attracted to hunger. The classic example, if it was bad out, even like the summer, if it was rainy or if it was hot or if it's cold, those are the best times to go knock on a door because it even shows even more like, hey, this is who I am. 1000%. One of the things that I found interesting too, because you said knocking on a door all these years later, it got a lot easier because you had more influence. But have you ever noticed that it's also... Easier to do something when you're teaching somebody else how to do it. Yeah. I know that agents won't go out on their own because there's fear and there's perception and there's rejection. And there's all these things, but it's like the moment that they take themselves out of it and they start just trying to help somebody else, it's like all of a sudden it all melts away. It gets easier to make the calls. It gets easier to knock the doors. Did you notice that too? Right. 
100%. To me, like when they see, oh, it's just that. And you start to see the lights turn on for them. Like, oh, I could totally do that. The one thing that I think the mindset challenge of it is, is you can't go into it expecting that if you don't get instantaneous results that you failed and then you quit because door knocking is a long game. Prospecting is a long game. My first listings came door knocking. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. We actually had a lot of listings come to us this year because of our door knocking campaigns. But if I just go out and I knock a neighborhood for a day, I don't see anybody. I talk to five people. I could feel like, well, is that worth my time? Or I could see, I didn't see instantaneous results. Yet I know if I continue the habit of it and I continue to do it, it's going to produce for me. So again, going back to a Johnism, like if you get connected to the discipline and not the results, you just keep doing the discipline. I've just seen that over and over in my life. It works. I just had a team meeting today. I'm like, guys, this is a separation season right now. 100%. 95% of all realtors have quit working for the year. It is game on. And prospecting might look different this time of the year, but that contact sport, that human contact, it's a prime time to separate yourself. I'm doing the very same things that I'm telling them to do. I do. Amazing. I think that the mindset is just so critical and I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Right now it's separation season and it's very clear and evident. Every year we get to this place where people just kind of check out for the rest of the year, but you're so right, especially after a year like this year, the people that are in the office every day, that are making the calls or knocking the doors or creating the content or doing the work are the people that start to reap the rewards because everybody forgets real estate is cyclical. It's not like if I sell these earphones, like I get paid today. If you sell a house today, you don't get paid for 90 days, which means even if you start contracting clients this month, you're not getting paid on that. It's cyclical. It's the work you do today that you benefit from in the spring. And so, so many people make this mistake of checking out December and then wondering why they're dry in March. Like, why do I not have any business? This yeah. is springtime. It's where everybody's getting their money. They're getting their tax refunds. Like I should have a plethora. Of, it's like, well, you you decided to call it in at the end of the year because you forgot that this industry is cyclical. And it's a huge mistake. I want to go back to something that you said when you were telling us your story. I didn't know this, and this is awesome that you did this, but it sounds like when you got the apples, so this said, I'm fresh in the business. <laughs> well, A, like what made you pick that? And then how important is it as an agent? And I think this is a lesson probably that applies to any business. You're an agent, your team leader, broker owner to do something that might feel silly, but like you stand out. It doesn't have to be something that makes you feel silly, but how important is it to stand out in a market? I made massive waves with my apples. I took them everywhere. I just told my team this today. I had fresh apples. Do you know what a hassle that is going and getting clean, good apples like every day. Or, you know, one day I dropped a whole basket of the apples and I took them into my open house. This guy picked it up. And he's like, Oh, I'm like, sorry, I just dropped it anyway. But like, it was a hassle, but I had new stickers made all the time. And everywhere I went, I'd hand that apple off. And to this day, people still remember that in this community, they still remember, you have to do something to differentiate yourself. Again, this is separation season. So I even told my team today, I'm like, guys, I'll never forget this back in the day. I decided to host an open house during a holiday weekend, right? It was just after Thanksgiving. I think it was like a past Sunday. And I decided to give a free turkey giveaway. Well, it was a freezing cold day. It was a, not a very nice house. Because again, I'm like, I'll take any listing to sit in. And I sat in there and I'm like, wow, that was dumb. Everybody's right. Don't do this. Well, right about 10 minutes before the open house was over, opportunity meets my preparedness. A guy walks in the door and he goes, hey, I'm not interested in this house at all, but I am interested in that turkey. I'm like, well, you can have it because no one else has showed up. 
But anyway, he says, hey, I have been thinking about, again, a conversation. He had been thinking about taking a look at a house. At the end of the day, I ended up showing him a house. I ended up looking at his house. I ended up selling his house and ended up selling him another house. And within that week, so back in the day, based on all those prices, I made like $10,000. And everyone looked at me like, where'd you get that client at? Well, just out and about doing my thing. Here's the thing. From a mindset perspective, energy and enthusiasm sell everything. They sell real estate. They sell everything. And everybody, whether they hate being a salesperson or not, you're in the sales business. You're selling to your spouse every day. You're having to sell yourself to your team every day, to your client base every single day. We are in a sales world. And so I think that the energy that you bring to the table, the way you walk into a room, I've always just said to my team and to my client base, like, I got you. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to move the needle for you. And so we've never just been, hey, I'm a stick of sign in the yard. It's forced us to get creative because we've had down markets and up markets and things aren't moving markets that you just have to keep showing up and doing the next creative thing. They just want to see you do something. So, I mean, even today we have agents that don't know how to get a price adjustment. They just want to see you doing something. They just don't want to avoid the phone call. Just have the sign in the yard. It's on the MLS. I did my one Facebook video. Like, they just want to see you doing something to move the needle forward. It's a partnership. I tell every client, we're a partner. We're a partnership. This is a tag team event. We've got to work well together. And I think that that makes them feel good. And so many times I think with agents, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll wake up with a client in my mind. So instead mm -hmm. of just letting that client that I wake up in the night thinking about, there's a reason I'm thinking about them. So I'll always call and say, hey, you're on my mind. And I know if I'm thinking about your situation, you're thinking about your situation. Let's talk about it. I got another plan. Like just those kind of things, like I've always been led by my gut feel. If you're thinking about people, my best prospecting system is my gut feel. Why do you think that so many people don't? People run away in this industry from the word sales. I'm not a salesperson. I'm in service. I'm not a salesperson. I'm this. They also like you're talking about, if I wake up and I've got a gut feeling about something, I need to act on it. A lot of people get those feelings. They do nothing with it. Coach us through this. Like, How do we overcome ourselves as it relates to like the reality that you're a salesperson? But then also, <laughs> what's the disconnect? How can I overcome that disconnect between thought and action so that I can create this extraordinary business? I feel like that it can't be focused on the sale. I think it requires a perspective shift. Like, I don't know why this person is on my mind. It might not be for anything. It might not be a big deal at all, but I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to call them. So I feel like some people have things float across their mind, but once there's an awareness that that's not just a thought floating across your mind, there's something going on. Like, here's the thing, Grant, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a God person. I am led and I know that. And when I get feelings, I follow the feelings. And when I fail, it's because I haven't followed the feelings, you know? 100%. So I tell my team all the time, if you're thinking about them, there's a reason you're thinking about them. I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to someone and said, man, you've just put on my mind. Are you doing all right? And they're like, I was just going to call you today. That's so crazy. If you're thinking about them, there's a reason. Follow it up. I love it. I think where I want to wrap our show up today, the topic is mindset. Like right now, the state of the market, and I think salespeople at all times, like if you're going to get up and go door knock every day, you've got to work the mindset muscle. Like you've got to build your fight or flight response. You've got to overcome yourself in a lot of cases because you're going to be rejected. You're going to be told no, you're going to be told this. But in a market like today, where it's a combat sport, you know, we're in separation season. Agents are trying to figure out 100,000 agents have left the business in 2023 as of, I think, this moment. 
Talk to me about mindset. I know this is a huge passion of yours is people's mindsets. What should I be thinking today? How can I overcome myself today? How can I win? Even though there's a lot of stuff that people could say, maybe is, you know, the market's working against me or Zillow this or lawsuit. What is the mindset I need to take into my next season to build an extraordinary business? I think that you have to adopt a philosophy that you get what you're looking for. And what I mean by you get what you're looking for, if you start to say that every day, so here's the thing, 2008, 2009, it's the closest thing I can come to this. Markets are shaking. People are freaking out. I literally went in and I became the positive attitude. And everywhere I went, I'm like, the market's great. The market's great. The market's great. The market's great. I absolutely crushed it in 2008 and 2009. And a lot of people got out. I mean, I crushed it. But I held to the attitude that I'm going to get what I'm looking for. If I think the market's great, I'm going to find opportunity. I mean, the real estate market is what it is, but life is happening always. People are getting divorced and dying and getting remarried and having kids. Like life is constantly happening. Real estate transactions are always going to happen. I don't care what time of year it is. They're always going to happen. But if you go into it, like I'm going out today, like I'm crushing this day. There might not be as many listings, but all the listings are coming to me. Like you get this kind of thing because when you start to talk like that, and I'm a big person about morning routine, I have to set my mind multiple times a day, but I set it hardcore in the mornings. Like I reset myself because I don't wake up every day excited to sell real estate. I don't wake up every day excited to lead a team. I don't wake up every day like that. I start out, first of all, the fact that I woke up, I'm grateful. I start out with gratitude. I'm thankful I'm on this earth. I'm thankful I'm healthy. I'm thankful I have the opportunities I do. When you start with gratitude and then you work yourself up, I'm grateful for the opportunity to impact lives. I'm going to sell the heck out of this year. I told my team today, I don't really care what the market does. I am a broadcasting and receiving station. Thoughts are things. They're always trying to take on form. That thought energy is always trying to take on some form. You're going to get what you're looking for. This year, I'm like, I'm like calling all the listings to me. Well, I really got focused on that. Like they're all coming to me. Guess what? My listing inventory started to go up. Then I back off of that, it starts to go down. It's so much like what you focus on, what you obsess on, you start to see manifest all the time in your life. And it's been a principle of mine from the get-go. Like the market is great no matter what. We got you no matter what. I'll figure out, we'll figure it out, we'll get creative, we'll do what we need to do. But I have got way too much on the line always to settle down and just say, it's okay. I'm just gonna, it's gonna be a bad year or it's gonna be a tough year or to give myself those excuses. Because they're excuses at the end of the day. They really are. What do you say to people that are sitting there thinking like, but why? Why go do all of that if you don't like it? If there's days where you don't want to do it? Because I think we have a bit of a sensitive society is a nice way to say that. And everybody's into their feelings. I am big into mental health. I have therapists, I have mentors, I have coaches. And one of the things I love that my therapist says is we don't feel our way into acting. We act our way into feeling, take control. 100%. of it. And so what do you say to the person that's like, well, I don't feel anything. Like I don't feel like cold calling. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like that. I hate this. What do you say to those people that maybe are questioning like, well, Amy, why do you do all of this? If there's days that you don't want to do it. Cause I think that people have this false sense of a belief that like, well, you've got to you know, live to be happy and live to do this. And, and it's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Grant, like in this lack of disciplined world that we live in, it's all just about a feel good. Here's the thing that I would say. I would say seven out of 10 days, I don't feel like doing what I do. I get out of bed. I have a certain routine. I drink celery juice for the last four and a half years every day. I never feel like drinking it, but I know the benefits of it. I never feel like it. 
It's not about feeling to me. It's about, I know where I want to go. And here's the thing, the greater the desire for impact that you want to make, the more you have to tell your feelings to go to hell. That's just the truth. If you want to make impact, you have to tell your feelings to go to hell because I feel like feelings are like border guards. They're trying to keep you in a place that you don't move out and you don't do this. Our feelings are our biggest battle. Like they are a battle. And I've battled through feelings big time. I've walked through adversity. I've walked through a lot of things. And my feelings tried to like, just quit. Just be done with it. Just give it up. But here's the thing. I'm like, just put one foot in front of the other. Do it one more time. Do it one more time. Make one more phone call. Make one more contact. Do it one more time. There's nothing sexy about it. It's one foot in front of the other until all of a sudden you're starting to have fun with it again. The other day I woke up and I'm like, yeah, I had a busy day. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm set in my mind. I'm excited. I'm thankful I have the opportunity to potentially impact people. All right. Did I feel different? Nope. I got in my first meeting, the engine's starting to run. I got to my second meeting, the engine's really starting to run hot now. Got to my third meeting, I'm like, man, I am so fortunate I'm in this business. Like I acted my way into it. Did anyone that I was sitting in the meetings know that I had no feeling of, I didn't even want to be in them? They didn't. I showed up with my A game, but I didn't feel like it necessarily. That's the thing. That's the separation season too. The ability to go past your feelings. Every time I have someone come interview in our office, I always say to them, how mentally tough are you? Everyone thinks they're mentally tough. This is a beat down business. You're going to get beat up, kicked to the curb, and you got to have the pop back factor. If you can't pop back quick, you're not going to make it. Everyone thinks they're mentally tough. And then like six weeks later, they're like, yeah, this is brutal. I grew up playing baseball. And one of the things you learn is that you have to have what we call a short memory. You have to be able to forget because you're going to make yeah. mistakes. If you fail 70% of the time, you're still considered one of the greatest to ever play the game. So meaning yeah. like you are going to fail yeah. statistically more than you succeed. And yeah. if you don't have a short memory, one play affects the other, affects the next, affects the next. And all of a sudden you get into like a bad hitting streak or your defensive averages go down. There's a lot of kind of that. So I think real estate agents, you've got to practice that. You've got to have a short memory. You've got to be able to make an attempt, take the action, be willing to make the mistake. Not everything's going to be a mistake or not everything's going to be a failure. And then learn the lesson implement some adjustments and then continue to rinse and repeat that cycle. I love what you talked about. I'm just going to do it one more. I'm going to make one more call. I'm going to make one more this. I love the Ed Milet theory, right? The power of one more. Yeah, where I'm right there with you, like, I do not want to do this. I wake up every day at 3.45. It's rare that I feel like getting up that yeah. early every single morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go to the gym and there's relationships and there's businesses and there's marketing and there's, I, I average 12 to 16 meetings a day. It's like, I rarely feel like doing all of that, Yeah. but if I just do one more, yeah. if I just one more meeting, one more coaching call, one more morning, one more walk, one more gym. I love the mindset because I think that if agents realize like you don't have to commit to the rest of your life. You just have to commit to doing this one thing right here, right now, one more time. And if you do that, you win, you win. Like, that's the thing. I think you have to break it down. So it doesn't, you don't get into overwhelm. If I can just win the hour and I can win the next hour, then I start to win the day and I start to win the week. The one thing I would tell you when you're saying this, and I'll quickly wrap this up. Failing is a habit in a pattern, just like winning is. And when you go through a season, like I would tell everyone, I've probably lost more listing opportunities than most people have ever had in their life. The one thing I'd always do is call back people. Why didn't you list with me? Like, what could I have done better? 
Like, I think that's a key. And people get vulnerable. They're like, I would never ask that, Ugh, whatever. No, I'm like, what did I do? How could I have done better? So I asked the question, but number two, when I go and I've been in a season where I'm feeling my, I'm not feeling the best about what I've got going on. I'm uh, depressed mode, whatever it is. And you're not in a winning mode. Like I go back and I literally rehearse all my victories before I go into my next appointment. I'm like, oh, I sold this and we did that and we did this and we did that. It's important to rehearse your victories because how you show up at your next appointment is how you show up. And again, losing and winning are both habits and they're both energies. So how you show up is how you show up. And to me, like I tell my agents all the time, let's just rehearse your victories. Where have you won at? Where has it felt good at? Go to that state of mind. Use that borrowed belief like, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this. It'll get your confidence back up. I, I think it. that's critical to success. No, I agree 100%. All right, we're going to wrap up the conversation, Amy. I've got Thanks, one Grant. more question. Based on this, based on our conversation here today, if somebody's listening to this, they're on fire most likely because this was, I think, a great conversation. But what's that one thing that they could take right now? What's the one decision? We talk, you know, obviously, Chep all the time. I was on the phone with him a little while ago for my, my weekly call with him. And it's like, what's that one thing that you can change that changes everything? If somebody's listening to this, they're like, okay, what's the one thing that I can do, Amy, to go from ordinary to extraordinary? What is it? Again, I think it's that power of that just one more thing. But I think this, in the morning, I think you have to set your routine that you're going to see things. Like you're going to start to speak differently. You're abundantly blessed. You're prosperous. You speak of yourself. I think that's a big thing. Because when you start to say that I'm blessed, I'm successful, I'm this, like I am, the power of I am, when you start to walk in that, you start to see things differently and you see things that other people don't see. You see opportunities where other people see problems. When you speak like that, you're creative. I believe you're super creative as a human being. And you're like, I'm prosperous. I'm blessed. I'm successful. I'm sought after. I'm favored. I talk like this all the time. Everyone wants to do business with me. I am a magnet. Everything I touch expands and succeeds and grows. When you talk like that to yourself, Anytime you walk into a room, you're going to see things differently. And then it's just having the courage to take the next step. So, so I think, talk to yourself. I think it's the biggest thing. And then when you run into an opportunity, take the step. I love it. Amy, thank you so much. This has been so impactful. And I know that anybody listening to this is going to feel more empowered to go out there and do something extraordinary. I think you are an extraordinary human being. And I'm so grateful that I've gotten to work so closely with you over the last year to get to know you better. And I think what you continue to do day in and day out, just being who you are is such a blessing to me and to the people around you. And so thank you for being you. And thank you for coming on the show and adding value to everybody that listens. Thanks, Grant. I'm honored to be here. You're awesome. Thank you. Okay. If you've been listening to this, you know what to do. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. Make sure you go right now and leave a review. Connect with me socially. I will leave the ways that you can connect with Amy so you can reach out to her, engage with her. I know that she would love to continue the conversation. If you have questions, if you have comments, we'll link up all the ways that you can connect with her. I appreciate you all a ton and I will see you on the next episode of The Grant Wise Show. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Grant Wise Show. Please don't forget to subscribe to this channel, leave us a review, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.